messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. We're going to talk about TV commercials tonight. The good ones, the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. I was like, man, this person really smells. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hey, Vives. Hi, Andrew. The big reveal in that commercial, by the way, is that it was her all along. Oh, no. True story. Who's that for? Uh, some sort of bad breath remedy. Oh, okay. But it was a real jank commercial. I don't, even, right. re- I don't even remember what it was. Well, I like it's a pretty good shit like this. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, coming up today, we have a few things. Kind of a grab bag. You wanted to do a little uh, Vives edition of ad... Collades and admonishments, <laughs> right? I did. I've been finding some that are um, really, really falling on far ends of that spectrum. I just love that we make the branding on this show just so easy, breezy, lemon squeezy. <laughs> and not difficult, difficult, yeah, lemon difficult. Because, you know, <laughs> I feel like cheese and G's was just too easy to understand. So now we're ad collades and admonishments. <laughs> Actually, it probably is closer. It's harder to, to say, but easier to understand. Yeah, that is a good point. Um, also, I have a segment for you that you know nothing about. I've been putting this together in secret. It's something that I'm going to call the Malcolm Barrett Barometer. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we played a commercial starring uh, Malcolm Barrett, who is an actor that you and I enjoy his work in the TV show Better Off Ted. He plays and, Lem. And our, we're off to the races with our Better Off Ted promo I, podcast I know, once again. We should seriously just do a Better Off Ted podcast. But um, <laughs> anyway, so he plays this character, Lem. He's one of these two dorky scientists that work for this multi global uh, corporation multi-global <laughs> that would be quite that would extensive be, well it's a sci-fi show no um, multinational I, I don't know just some sort of huge uh, corporation and um, in one of our favorite moments in that TV show the boss who's very dismissive points to Lem and his colleague in the lab whose name I can't think of right now and she refers to them as mustache and glasses like what what you're gonna rely on mustache and glasses over there and it takes the other character a moment to notice that wait a second only one guy has glasses and the same guy has a mustache yeah mustache and glasses is the same person and lem is mustache and glasses so here's where all of this is going i have found or i've put in here every malcolm barrett commercial that i can find you're going to rate them, Genevieve, using um, the mustache and glasses barometer. You're okay. going to give them zero to five mustache and glasses okay. based on how much you like them. Okay? Sounds good. So that's what we're going to do there. And also um, got a really interesting note from an ad counselor who discovered a subtle similarity between two very different commercials. I'll give you a um, little bit more detail on that. This comes from a musicologist. I was Ooh, tantalized, fancy. absolutely tantalized by this email we got, so I'll share that with you. Uh, but let's start with your adcolades and admonishments. realize this version of the song that we play for this segment is by a band called the persuaders which is interesting for a commercial podcast yeah we are talking about persuaders absolutely we are that's a good uh 
That's a good little piece of trivia. Um, so I think I'm going to recognize some of these commercials in your list just because I'm in the same room with you while you watch TV often, and I hear a lot of curse words. <laughs> I hear a lot of talking back to the TV sometimes, and then I'm in another room. I'm like, what's that, Vives? And you're just like, just yelling at the TV. Yeah, I yell at the TV a lot. Um, this is this is an interesting addition of um, accolades and admonishments, and the fact that all of my uh, commercials I want to talk about today are in some way related to animals. Now I didn't mm. set out to do that, um, but it just happened to be true. Mm. What's up first? Uh, well, this is a Geico commercial, and obviously uh, Geico's done a lot of great work um, in the commercials. Have they run ads before? <laughs> yeah, I think if you run uh, a new ad every. 40 minutes mm-hmm. you're eventually you know you're gonna strike gold some of the time mm-hmm. this one they really missed and it's with their gecko which i feel like is a device that they have um really run into the ground at it's this never point. been my favorite it's never been my favorite there have been some gecko ads that, that we've liked but this one is just uh really jumped the shark for me um and i think it's, it's be- also a ripoff it's a huge ripoff exactly right it's just a one shot of the uh, the gecko, pretty like sort of close up, and he's trying to do their new tagline. They're trying to make hay out of this idea that they're switching from uh, fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or less. I wonder if that's because all the other insurers are now like outpacing that and saying like we could save you even more than that. So and also stealing their thunder a little bit by like insurance is like. Taking the same tagline, but cutting it in half, I think. Yeah, and I can tell you this. Geico could not save us 15% or more because we I tried to get them to come down to meet Progressive's offer, and they couldn't do it. And then every time they'd send us another uh, envelope in the mail, you'd be like, I gave you a chance. I gave you a chance, Geico. Um, so this is, uh, this is the Gecko doing a line read for an ad. So, hey, mm. postmodern alert. Oh, It's very hey. self-referential. Um, but he can't quite get through it, and you'll hear why. For over 75 years, people have saved money with... Oh, with Geico. Oh, sorry. Here what? we go, from the top, and action. For over 75 years, people have saved money with Gecko, so... Cut it. What? What did I say? Gecko. I said Gecko. Oh. For over 75 years... <laughs> Keep it together. I'm good, I'm good. <clears throat> For over 70... <laughs> what are you doing there? Stop making me laugh. Geico. Saving people money for over 75 years. Liberty Biberty. Yes. First of all, it rips off Liberty Biberty. They did it first and they did it better uh, with the guy who can't get his lines right. But secondly, you know how there are people who love to watch SNL when you have the actors who just cannot keep their shit together and they just like watch for those those actors to to just break on camera and Jimmy laugh. Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Um, God love him, but to some degree, Bill Hader mm. as, uh, I forget that character's name, but you know, he had a character that would always break. Mm. Yeah, that was the era too. Like I, the, you would get a break on SNL every now and then. And it was really funny and special because they were trying so hard not to do it. And then it seems like kind of that Fallon era comes in. They're like, oh, people like it when we break. And then it just became like this, just like, hey, I, yeah. Anyway, I was very irritated by the whole thing. Yes, I share your irritation. It's not my favorite thing. Sometimes um, it's fun when it really is something that wasn't expected uh, or you see an outtake like uh, with Julia Louis-Dreyfus and um, uh, Jerry Stiller mm-hmm. in that famous scene from Seinfeld. But just doing it for laughs is not intrinsically funny. And this just, I I find myself more irritated with that ad every time I watch it. Yeah. And it didn't start off great. No. Yeah, it's not a very funny premise, premise, and it's particularly not well executed. So that was an admonishment. 
Geico, consider yourselves admonished. This next one, I know this commercial. <laughs> I mean, is it adcolades, admonishments, and befuddlements? Well, this one I think is an admonishment also just because I find it so unpleasant, but it was so, so weird. weird. I saw Everything this, is weird about this. Everything is weird about this. Um, I would love to know if this has been striking anybody else oddly. I saw it on a Hulu show, so it's one of those ads that I don't know if it's making making the rounds on regular TV or if it's just in like streaming service TV, but it's just a regular commercial for a new kind of breakfast cereal. Um, I think that we need to narrate it a little bit because you can't tell what's so weird about it just from the voiceover. Or rather, the voiceover is weird, but it doesn't convey convey the full weirdness of what's happening. So the the product itself is called Turtle Splash Cereal, which, <laughs> which is weird. That sounds like a te- if it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on like water slides, that would kind of make sense. But it's not. It's more earnest than that. In fact, they only only refer to it as Organic Turtle Splash Cereal, <laughs> which is somehow worse. And then. It begins with a shot of two little pieces of cereal that are vaguely reminiscent of turtle shapes, I guess. Yeah, they're like sort of pink and purple and yellow uh, cereal shapes, and they're in their bowl of milk, and they're kind of drifting around, and they're being narrated... Their their behavior in the bowl. They're, they're not animated. They're just drifting around in the bowl. Yeah, it's like your picture two Cheerios chasing yes. each other around because that weird proximity effect when two of them get close together. Um, but they're being narrated like somebody is narrating a, a like nature documentary, right. right? And then at a certain point, they'll they'll switch and it will become a nature documentary. <laughs> weirdly, here they are in their natural environment. Baby sea turtles playfully chasing one another. Unaware, these little creatures are actually saving the lives of real sea turtles now endangered. Okay, now we've switched. We're outside the cereal bowl. Now we are somewhere out in the wilds of the world watching a baby sea turtle crawl across a bunch of stones. Organic Turtle Splash cereal is helping sea turtles protect eggs from danger and sea turtles from extinction. Look for the code inside each box of Turtle Splash cereal to adopt your very own sea turtle. Oh, such a lovely sight. Now, I want to be very clear. I love sea turtles. Um, I, I actually feel very, um, I feel a special connection to sea turtles because when my family uh, would go to the beach in the summers, um, there were turtles that nested on the beach where we stayed and they were protected, of course, by federal law. And we you could get up really early sometimes and see the baby turtles hatch. And sometimes they'd let them like actually crawl into the water. More often they took them to um, a, like a nature preserve where they could get a little bit bigger and have a better chance of survival. But seeing a turtle crawl like a teeny baby turtle, you know, the size of a, you know, of a beer mat crawling across uh, a long beach into the water is something that I find very moving. I will always, you know, stop what I'm doing and leave the leave on that episode of Planet Earth. But something about combining it with this with this breakfast cereal is so tonally weird to me. Shooting between this very realistic, I mean, not realistic, but this like documentary style footage of real turtles, then showing the turtle cereal. Makes you think that the cereal is going to taste like turtles. Yes, which they're is not a appetizing. Turn-off. No, that does, it just it just makes you think of the sea and like I don't want that. the The box doesn't know what it wants to be. It's like half crunchy granola y <laughs> yes. kind of like hey we're good for the earth, but it's also got like kind of a whimsical cartoon <laughs> turtle on right. it. 
It's weird. And I mean, I, clearly the message is there. Like, buy our product. Some of the proceeds will go towards saving turtles. That's good. But they did such it's a, such a weird thing. And why cereal? Why cereal? That's exactly right. The turtle part of it makes more sense to me. But why cereal? It's like they were like, well, you know, what? we really care about turtles. Let's just throw a dart at a product and yeah. brand it with that thing. It feels like this could have easily, just as easily, have been like motor oil or something. I wonder. You know, here, let me try to doctor doctor this. How about <laughs> I'm on a sea turtle diet? When I see turtles, <laughs> I buy turtle splash cereal. Um, I think that might need a little bit more <laughs> just doctoring. Just a little bit of smoothing out. Yeah. How about it's still on it? It's still on life support. Uh, um, was I being? Cowabunga rude there. Uh, um, t- I think the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There's uh, something TM'd there. That. There's something there. Okay. Uh, now, okay, so we've gotten uh, Gecko, which is like a lizard. Yeah. We've gotten Turtles, and that's like a turtle. Yeah, so we've got the... What's up next? We've got the reptile family covered. So is this next one a reptile? This next one is uh, for chicken, and it's oh. for chicken the food, but also chicken the animal, weirdly. But chickens are birds birds are dinosaurs right dinosaurs are, are reptiles. reptilians so, Dino- <laughs> so good think- transition exactly right speaking of turtles here's a chicken commercial i feel like this is a good opportunity for me to interject that um i had a severe uh back problem today and i had to go to the doctor for it because my back went out and i am on some muscle relaxants mm-hmm. so this is a real freeform kind of event, kind of evening for <laughs> it's me. Actually, I feel like this show is actually much more like kind of on pace and on topic than I should usual. Always take so, these things. or you shouldn't because we're actually uh, clicking through these. But um, no, you're not acting goofy. I promise. I'm exhausted, so I don't think that I'm totally there. But um, I don't think it was freewheeling yet. Do you want to take another pill and see what happens? Right. Yeah. Um, if this pain doesn't go away, I'm going to try taking another pill. Um, this is for Tyson Foods. Now, Tyson has been blanketing the airwaves with ads because uh, they are a very bad company that uh, basically mistreats their workers and force, it, force them to come in during the pandemic, and I assume still still are. And that's in the copy? <laughs> they don't mention that. Oh, okay. They do Because that's a- good. Like, I got to say, that's a bad approach. Yes. Uh, they, may ha- they may have to have a reckoning someday, like, you know, do a true apology ad, but right now they're just oh, trying yeah. to do damage control with a lot of ads about how they feed the country and uh, you know they're all about family. Most of the ads that they have running, if you didn't know that they were because they've been in the news for being a bad company, you would just sort of take them at face value, like mm-hmm. you know, wholesome America, wholesome farmers. American farmers. You know, we we put food on the table. This ad to me is so weird. It's basically just. You know, one of those like our founder had all the values that we cherish today. But listen to what I think is the weirdest part of this ad. I think you'll I think it'll jump out at you. All right. Back in 1935, John Tyson's motto was when better chickens are hatched, we will hatch them. It's why today what does that mean? His name will be raised with no antibiotics ever. Every nugget, every strip. And every drumstick. Everything else is just because boring. Yeah, except for that little kid just took a drumstick. A bar- By the way, this is bar. When they say drumstick, it's a plate of barbecued chicken. So messy, right? With like a lot of sauce on it. Little kid, cute kid, takes one of the drumsticks, 
takes a bite out of it, puts the damn thing back on the plate with all the other ones. Did Ew. you notice that? I didn't notice that. I was too hung up on the idea that their founder's motto, which makes it sound yeah. like it was something that, you know, they had needle pointed onto a, uh, you know, a sampler somewhere in the house was when better chickens are ma- are hatched. hatched, we will hatch them. That actually sounds, le- that sounds more like an NRA bumper sticker to me. <laughs> when guns are outlawed, only outlaws will have guns. Like this is just kind of like. Okay, I agree, except that even the NRA slogan, when guns are outlawed, only outlaws will yeah. have guns. Makes a certain amount of sense. Yeah, you can. You it's can. Clever. It is clever, right? I think it's you know abhorrent, obviously, but it's clever. It hangs together logically. When better chickens are hatched, we will hatch them. Like, wh- hey, I don't know that Mr. Means. Tyson. Walk me through your logic. He for was that. on a lot of laudanum. That's one thing they don't say. <laughs> it sounds like, as our founder <laughs> once said, while smoking the hash yes. bites. Get that purple elephant <laughs> off my farm. Also, when better chickens are hatched, we'll hatch better chickens. Also, watch this little shit again, Veeves. Look at him. Every strip and every drumstick. Takes a big bite, puts it back on the plate with all the other drumsticks. Yeah, that's no good. Come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. You I don't do blame him, though. That. He's a kid. I blame the parents. They're all encouraging that behavior. <laughs> when better chick, I keep getting hung up on that. When better chickens are hatched, we will hatch them. What's a better chicken? First of all, yeah. the... Have, have they gotten a better chicken yet? Are we still waiting? Well, also, there's a like sad the, reality to that, which is, yeah, bigger chickens. Bigger chickens. This is why we have chicken breasts that are like the size of my head now. Exactly. And you think, like, what kind of chicken did this come off of? Something awful that never walked a step in its life. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to turn dinosaurs or birds back into dinosaurs. Well, they do have those dino nuggets. What is that? They're just di- chicken nuggets that are shaped like dinosaurs. Oh, oh. I was going to say, wow. If we found dinosaurs and we're just turning them into nuggets, <laughs> that's really, that'd be really that'd I be saw a funny thing on Twitter today. Um, apparently, someone set a, a five-year reminder because five years ago, uh, some news story came out that scientists say we'll be, we will be able to you know, genetically reproduce a dinosaur in five years. Uh, that was five years ago today. Um but so far, no dinos. Although this really, really that we be, know of that we know of. I actually had that thought, like you know, somewhere in a lab. Mm-hmm. But secrets are very hard to keep. A dinosaur is a hard secret to keep. I feel little mini dinos. You think they got the mini ones? Well, they just haven't grown up yet. Maybe I don't know. Well, do you think we should grow a dinosaur? I mean, if there was going to be ever a year when we just when like you could bury a. a a reconstituted dinosaur, you know, on page C3 or whatever, this is the year. I don't think we should be, uh, I don't think we should do that. I've seen a documentary <laughs> called Jurassic Park and it doesn't end well. It, it ends doesn't... with a whole island full of dinosaurs that nothing comes <laughs> Dino, up, Dino Island. We tell people don't go there. <laughs> don't go to Dino Island. <laughs> All right. What's up next year? Okay. Enough admonishments. Oh, yeah? You're going to turn things around? Um. Although this campaign that John Cena is doing for Experian, you know what Experian is? They're the credit score. Oh, yeah. Their big thing is... God, I thought they were a travel company. These names... Well, there's Expedia. Expedia, Experian, and there's probably then a drug that sounds exactly like that, too. Yeah. Um, Experian is like, check your credit or you know use us as your credit. Help, help get your credit improved. And their big pitch is that... Because for years, people thought if you checked your credit, you would or if you checked your credit score, you would lower your credit score because of the confusion. We've talked about this between a hard check and a soft check. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you just as a consumer want to look at what your credit score is, 
you know, it doesn't it doesn't ping anybody that like implies that you're going to be getting a loan soon or something. So it can, you know, it doesn't affect your credit score negatively. I always did wonder, wouldn't it make your score actually shouldn't it make your score a little bit better because you're showing a behavior that you care about your your credit, right? Well, that's kind of experience pitch here is that if you check your credit with them and high, I think pay them, um, although they say it's for free, but I doubt it, uh, your score will actually go up. So John Cena is their pitch man for this. And well, John Cena is their pitch man. And then there's this pitch cow that for some reason is white and purple instead of white and black. Whoa, maybe this is another laudanum dream of uh, <laughs> the chicken guy. Exactly. Tyson. Um and there's a whole a whole bunch of these, and most of them weirdly, he's riding the cow like it's a like it's a horse or a or he's or like a bronco or something. But in like this in an one, old spice commercial. Well, just like a okay. a person on a on a beast of burden. Okay. So weirdly, they usually treat it like it's a cow and that lives outside. But in this one, it's a cow that seems to live inside. The voice you're going to hear is John Cena. He's looking sort of you know doe-eyed at the camera and talking to an unseen present which which i will spoiler alert it's the cow okay remember when we first met credit scores weren't great then i found you you told me that only experian boosts could raise my credit scores instantly and it did (laughs) showed you my 13 point boost and we laughed and laughed and then you ate my phone Thank you for telling me about experience. Boost. Tell me something else. Like, I love you. Boost. Boost your credit scores instantly. Download the Experian app now. They're sitting in front of a fireplace. He goes to touch the cow at the end. It's a romantic scene mm-hmm. with John Cena and a cow. Does he want to fuck that cow? I think very much so. So what is happening here? I actually really like it. It made uh-huh. it made me laugh very hard when I first saw it because I didn't know that he was going to be talking to a cow. Um, but then I really had to examine, you know, what was in my heart because mm-hmm. they really, they've set it up as a very romantic scene between John Cena and a cow. And the cow's not really into it, by the way. Yeah, the cow is actually less excited about it. The cow is the more responsible. The cow is like, <laughs> eh. I feel like... This isn't appropriate. This is not right. I shouldn't even be in here. But part of you is also kind of like, well, John Cena. Yeah, exactly. You'd watch any love scene with John Cena. I do. I love John Cena. I don't really like the rest of this campaign. It's mm. it's pretty humdrum. But him, him, you know, wooing this cow is somehow doing it for me. Um, that's gross. Experian logo. Is it a purple cow? No, it's just a, it's just like dots. Yeah, I feel like they heard the way that cows say moo and were like. I guess it sort of could be boost. Yeah, and what's the boost thing again? It's like boost your credit score? Yeah, that's their pitch is it'll boost your credit score Hmm. if you check your credit with them. Okay, so we go from cow effing (laughs) to 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 horse horse effing. effing. Yeah, quite literally. Um, This was an (laughs) ad that last week we were looking for um, ads about places that were reopening, and I thought, I wonder if like Mm -hmm. any horse tracks are reopening. Um, that might be a place where, you know, with appropriate social distancing in the clubhouse or in the stands, you could have you could have that sport restart. It's open air from a big exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're you're often like kind of out in the open. So this this came up. This is not about reopen. This is about a kind of a reopening, I guess, or an opening. Um, oh, this is for a, a stallion 
called Smiling Tiger. And I just, this made me laugh so hard because I didn't know that they advertised stallions for stud mm. surfaces. Me neither. Like, where does this run? I, I guess during well, like during horse races. It says recently aired on Horse Racing on Fox Sports. Okay, well that makes sense. So this is Smiling Tiger, California's number one champion sire. Yes. I believe is what this is. All right, let's take a listen. Smiling Tiger's championship sire performance continues. Each of his first three crops has produced a horse of the year, including California Horse of the Year Spiced Perfection and 2019 champion two-year-old male El Tigre Terrible. Fourteen <laughs> six-figure earners, including seven with single-season earnings surpassing 100,000 in 2019. California's number one second crop sire in 2018 and now number one third crop sire. Number one second crop Smiling sire and now number one third crop sire. Visit SmilingTigerStallion.com for more information. It pays to be Calbred. <laughs> It pays to be cow bred. Cal as in California, bred as in breeding. Yes, I think what I I I think what I found so uh, intriguing about this ad it was that almost all the words in it were new to me. Yes, um, it was a whole thing that I didn't know about crops, and I mean, I knew I I know what the word sire means in the context of a horse, but I didn't know about first crops and second crops. It sent me down a whole rabbit hole of research. Horse hole. Who else goes down horse holes? I don't know. Never mind. Don't answer that question. Yeah. So I just love the idea that they're like, hey, come get a piece of this yeah. horse. Look at this hot. Look at this hot horse. <laughs> you you know a horse. horse hottie? We got horse hotties. I also love the way horses are named. El yeah. Tigre Terrible. Yeah, the guy had, and it had to be said with like that Spanish flair on El that Tigre one. El Tigre Terrible. Yes. And the one before that was just like uh, Pasadena Spice or something. something like that, <laughs> like, yeah. I already forgot Paladade Spice. I can't remember. <laughs> um, so is that an adtolade or an admonishment? I can't give it an admonishment. I'm too charmed yeah. by it. I know it's just like it's not. It's, it's really like a nothing ad. But I just want to. I want to go deep in this world of of horse crops maybe there's maybe there's a show there i see that you have um the tagliner on the show she just wrote hey come fuck this horse which would be pretty good which would be a pretty good like memorable tagline i feel like <laughs> it practically is that <laughs> all right you want to do some uh mustache by the way they mean other horses was that they're looking for other horses to fuck this horse right 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 <laughs> just in case there was any in any case anyone thought i was confused no i know uh, all right, let's do some mustache and glasses, eh? Yeah. All right, so for this one, we're just counting mustache and glasses as one thing. It's a rating system. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play for you these commercials, and you tell me between zero, which would be your least... Uh, it would be your lowest option. You hate it. You just hate this Malcolm commercial. Um, or a five mustache and glasses would be that you absolutely love it. And let's start with the one that kind of got it all started. This was the kayak commercial. We see our boy, Malcolm Barrett, sitting on the stairs. Well, it's his character sitting on the stairs of his apartment building in a kind of empty hallway he's looking pretty sad one of his neighbors is coming home with a bicycle and the the fellow tenant asks him what's going on you all right my girlfriend dumped me so confused i don't know what to do i'm going through the same thing i've been searching for a hotel and every site has different information so confusing okay that's not the same 
Plus, there's Kayak. Searches other travel sites and shows you the information you need. Thanks. Excuse me? Just kind of slinks off. Kayak. It actually travel literally kind of pushes our boy over a little bit as he's kind of going up the stairs, which I don't like that. Very protective. But he's great in it. But he's really good in like, that. So wh- wh- how many mustache and glasses do you give him? Well, um, it's sort of... It's sort of hard because I sort of the instinct is to grade on a curve. Yes, exactly. Obviously, yeah. but I I like that one. I'm going to give it four mustaches and glasses. Okay, four. There it is. Uh, and I'm glad you did that because I do think there's going to be a, a five or two in here, um, and this might even be it. I, now I feel like I'm working the refs. Y- you tell me. <laughs> I think we've talked about this one before too, a long time ago, and we were very excited to see that Lem was in this one too. This is a Diet Dr Pepper commercial, of course, with Lil Sweet. Okay. Um, Justin Guarini? Justin Guarini. Is that how you say his name? Runner- he was famous how? Because he was the runner-up in the Justin Kelly year of American Idol, the first okay. year. But he's not the Justin when you say Justin Kelly. He sure is. Oh, oh okay. I see Justin Kelly. Th- those are the winners. Well, J- Kelly Clarkson was the winner. Oh, I see. And then Justin was a close second. Oh. They made a terrible movie trying to capitalize on their insta-fame called From Justin to Kelly. I see. I would say you can miss. You can really? safely miss that one. Oh. Um, but then he, you know, of course, don't like, start there, then watch the show. <laughs> right. Um, Justin Gorini, you know, for a minute had probably like a recording career, like most of the sort of runners up. Um, in some cases, they the runners up eclipsed the actual first place winners. But in that case, he didn't. And then he had this funny second act as Little Sweet. As Little Sweet, um, who plays like a prince-like character, sort of, who will pop up. He's tiny. He's a yes. tiny little man who will pop up in weird places and then try to get people to drink Diet it's Dr. Pepper. It's because he's not tiny. Like we did a, sh- and we actually talked about him in that show. But we t- sometimes they'll have like a sh- like they'll have a, a tiny person in an ad who's like pocket sized. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an unusual choice to have someone who's like. Um, just sort of like one-third sized. Yeah. Which, by the way, this is kind of unrelated, but how big do you think a Smurf is? Well, you know... You know about this. Well, I, I mean, can the, tell. Sh- the show, the, within the show itself, it feels like there's a contradiction because yes. they're described as being three apples high. Exactly. Which, which would, is, you know, that, that's a foot. Yeah, it's a foot. About a foot. Even a small, you know, you could go smaller. It's a small apple. You get, you know, you're still getting like eight inches. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the the... Show in relation to Gargamel. If we assume Gargamel is a normal, normal yep. sized, average adult man, um, they feel more like one apple to because high. he can, but more than one apple because he can grab a bunch of them in his hand, right? right? And they squirm about. You can grab one apple in your hand. Well, they're not one apple wide. No, true. I guess, but yeah. Either way, or but I mean, I guess that that raises the argument that maybe Gargamel is a giant. We don't see other... But then he's not like a super giant giant. He's just like, you know, then he's going to be like a size and a half. And also... Which is a weird height for a giant. And think about the mushrooms that they live in. If a... Uh, right, that's a huge mushroom. That's a huge mushroom. What's What's more believable that they are somehow smaller than three apples... Or that the mushrooms are just unusually large. I think that they're smaller than three apples. I think that it's uh, a problem with the song. Maybe and they're I think crab they apples. The song. They don't still, specify though, the still. Yeah, crab apples. Anyway, this doesn't have any Smurfs in it. It has <laughs> Little Sweet, who I'm going to say is about maybe 
like eight apples high. Ten, ten apples high. Is that how big Little Sweet is? <laughs> well, is a person 30 apples high? Like a regular, I mean, like a, you know, an adult, yeah, normal sized person? I think so. Maybe. Anyway. How, how, how many apples high is a person? <laughs> okay. That's the drugs kicking in. <laughs> uh, okay. So anyway, in this commercial, you have, um, it's a it's a laundry room scene, right? And you have Malcolm Barrett. He just is playing like somebody at home doing laundry in the laundry room. And then suddenly Lil Sweet comes spinning up out of the washing machine as Barrett is taking the clean laundry out and he's going to be putting it into the dryer. Um, Sidebar, how far we've come from those two Cascade guys who made such a, it was so like, it was so uh, sort of like performative the way they were doing housework to like now a man in a home does laundry. It's not like that's never the joke here. Yeah. In fact, in his wife will show up later um, and we'll kind of narrate that as it happens. Also more on that Cascade commercial a little bit later in the show during the ad council BT dubs. But OK, so uh, Malcolm Barrett, he's doing laundry and then little sweet comes popping up out of the laundry machine. You're right. He's more than eight apples high, I think. He. He's like waist high. Yeah, he's like he's like 15 apples high. Nice folding. You deserve a raise. Thank you. <laughs> Very this week's charming. been at the spin cycle. You do deserve a raise in the form of a sweet Diet Dr. Pepper. Ooh, sip it. Mmm, that is sweet. These are my delicates. Tumble dry. Extra heat. I'll take these. He just folds. Now suddenly the wife comes in takes Little Sweet's clothes, looks very, I'm just going to say, kind of turned on, and then she sniffs the laundry. Isn't she great? How do you guys know? Little Sweet, going back, it's been psycho. Diet Dr. Pepper. It's the sweet one. Malcolm Barrett. Great performance in Great that. performance. I mean... He and and Justin Guarini are tearing it up in this commercial. Absolutely, and he's got to play. He's got to play the straight wanna... man a little bit. This more subtle character, but like you can see, very confusion. He's like, wait, why do you? Why does this man who's in my laundry machine have a relationship with my wife? But clearly, it seems sexual. Yes, clearly. I mean, she sniffs his delicate. Yeah, and I really don't. The one thing that I'm going to knock this for is she. She says he just folds. So he hands her a pile of delicates that are. Unwashed? No, I think they're clean. Okay. And so he's saying, here, put these in the dryer for me. Oh, put them in the dryer. But then yeah. she takes them out of the room. Yes. So, ugh. I mean. I don't know what she's going to do with them. The dryer's right there. Where's she taking them? What's she, is she going to hang them up? You shouldn't put your dry, your delicates in the dryer. Oh, then maybe she is. Maybe she's going to go hang them up in the backyard. Although, there were very specific instructions from Little Sweet what about do you think the neighbors to- would think if they saw, like, because Justin Guarini, a.k.a. Little Sweet, Seems like, and it's sort of like there's a lot of like leopard print in the things mm-hmm. he's holding up. Like, they seem pretty it's sexual. It seems pretty sexy stuff, but there is presumably his size, so they're like quite small. Yeah. Um, and also, he doesn't say hang to dry. He says right here. Mm, that is sweet. These are my delicates. Tumble dry. Extra heat. I'll take these. That's the worst he just treatment folds. you could give them. So yeah, so that's bad Little treatment. And also, why is she taking? Washing. So she takes them out of the laundry room. Yeah. When the dryer is right there. Maybe she's trying to save him from ruining his delicates. She just wants to sniff his undies. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah. Putting all of that aside, I think we got to give that a five. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah. All right. Now, again, I think we've talked about this one before as well. Um, he has a much smaller role in this, so that's a bummer right there. That's 
a bad decision by the director. You should always give him the lead. Um, although he doesn't really ever have the lead in any of these, does he? He's always kind of the, the person people are playing off of. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I think he's co-leads with uh, with Kayak, bike guy. I mean, he's the one who makes the pitch. He is. Like, you're right. You're right. He is the one who ends up making the pitch. So you're right. Okay, so he's the co-lead. And this one, this is for Buffalo Wild Wings. And you have uh, our, our guy, Malcolm Barrett, and he's sitting at a table with some other actor who I don't know. Um, and this is part of the BW3's commercials. Do they still call them that BW3's? I always get confused. But it's it's part of the, the campaign where um, it's about like when you go into one of these establishments to watch sports, you may never come out again. You just get into the zone with your right. friends. Or is that one we loved where a mom is saying goodbye to her family because it's like she's going to go watch ho- the hockey playoffs for yeah. a month or whatever. It, and it, the, and the, the family has nothing to do but be sad about it. Right, exactly. Um, so in this one, uh, we see our two boys and they're at the table and then um, the other guy's phone starts kind of blowing up with text messages and we can see what the text messages say and it's from a friend of theirs who's saying hey I'm at your house now Um, uh, oh I'm going to let myself in I found the key and then uh, what's your alarm code and then oh no the cops are here and then increasingly concerned texts coming in right. from this friend. His now, friend is being accused of breaking into his house because he doesn't have the code. Meanwhile, our two guys are just not really paying much attention to the phone at all, and they're just glued to a game that we can't really see off screen. <laughs> Left wall at your apartment. Big Never place, mind. Find place, your key. What's your alarm code? <laughs> Police are here. Dude. Dude, dude, dude. Mike? Yeah, he lost his wall or something. He's on his way. Classic Mike. The B-dubs. All right, what do you think of that commercial? The commercial itself leaves me fairly cold. I think uh, Buffalo Wild Wings has done some much better ads. Um... So and Malcolm Bear doesn't have very much to do, so I'm gonna give it a two glasses and mustache. Yeah, I agree. I it's not his fault, but like the joke doesn't really pay off. Oh, and then the the tagline is "Don't worry, they'll be home eventually," which is again playing they'll into be here that eventually. Oh, is that what it says? They'll be here eventually. Why would they go home? Oh no, they'll be home. They'll eventually. be home eventually. It says, in other words, it's all part of this campaign where, like, you send oh, your loved ones into BW threes. I see. Or I don't think it's called that. Buffalo Wild Wings, and then it's like, oh, are they ever coming home again? I see. Yeah, but it feels it, that feels like a off. Uh, the tagline feels like a beat off for this mm-hmm. scenario. Yeah, because they just said he'll get here soon, and it's just unclear. It's like, oh, we're just not paying attention to the text messages that closely. I don't know. I, again, I know that he didn't write the commercial, or at least I assume he didn't write the commercial. <laughs> that would be interesting. Um, but yeah, it's really hard to kind of to give a lot of points for that one. A yeah. lot of glasses and mustaches. So you said two. I said two. Yeah, let's do that. Let's give him a two. All right, just two more here. Um, These are both PSAs. I'm sorry. Listen, here's the bummer about this. I know, because I found it on IMDb, that Malcolm Barrett is also, quote-unquote, known for, (laughs) on his known for page, a TV commercial for McDonald's, 2006, Uh a 2006 Verizon commercial, a 2008 AT&T commercial, a 2008 KFC commercial, and a 2008 Bud Light commercial. All of those sound great. Huge brands, too. You'd think their ads would be very findable. Cannot find any of those. Oh. But but I'm also searching by his name. I don't know what they're about. Right. If they're about, like, some sort of new 
turtle meal deal at McDonald's. <laughs> like that's how you would look it up. Not not uh, uh that was Malcolm like the turtle. Barrett. The turtle meal deal was very good. Yeah, no, I heard it tasted like turtles. So anyway, <laughs> I don't have any of those. I only have two PSAs. They're both the more you know, which I believe is uh, NBC's PSA. Sure is. Uh, branding, and this one is for community, and they're very um. They're very basic. Community, uh, the concept, not community, the television. Exactly. Show. And um, Malcolm Barrett just kind of, he's, he comes walking out behind some sort of, it looks like he's kind of on a TED Talk stage, I guess, without an audience, maybe. Just a very plain, plain TED background. Talk. I see what you did there. Oh, look what I did there. <laughs> Over 62 million Americans volunteered their time to help their communities. The estimated value of their service? Nearly $184 billion. So donate your time and see the return on investment. The more you know. Hmm. Well, he gets two mustache and glasses just for being handsome. Mm-hmm. He is handsome and cool. He's, he's cool, got a cool looking. Vibe. Yeah, he's got a very Hands cool vibe. Add add another for that. Take away one for the ill-fitting sweater. Which really, is, that's not showing off the goods. He's certainly not a an unattractive man. He's very handsome, um, but he's not like shredded or anything. And that sweater is too tight. You know what the biggest disappointment here is? They what? got rid of the old The More You Know logo. The yeah. classic flying logo. The it's flying now, star. This just looks like some sort of like corporate. I mean, I, of course, it's all corporate branding, but it just looks like the most generic. It's very, like, yeah. Some like mid-level bank. Yes. Some regional mid-level <laughs> bank with like a, a blue outline of a star that yeah. says The More You Know. What it's the very he- weird. It looks very much like Viridian Dynamics. Yeah, it totally is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll say two or three. You can't give him more than he got for the Buffalo Wild Wings, though, can you? So two. I mean, you can. I was just kind of asking. I was being rhetorical. All right, how about this one on hate speech, Genevieve? Okay, I'm prepared to, I'm prepared to like this one. Okay, what if I told you that it's... He's still wearing that sweater, though. What if I told you that sweater's it's... Sweater's a weird choice. Pro-hate speech. Well, that would surprise Are you still me. willing to give it all five? <laughs> Hate isn't hiding in the shadows, so we cannot cower in its presence. Together, we must stand against hate speech and hate crimes, condemning every instance. Teach inclusiveness. Teach love. The more you know. What do you got? Yeah, I'll give it three for being against hate speech. Okay. Uh, By the way, I misinterpreted that the first time. I thought it was for hate speech. I'm sorry. That's on me. But am I... What? Why are these airing now? Because these are both from iSpot, and they apparently aired um, at least within the last year. Um, it says it says the last airing of this one was January of 2019. Okay, so 18 months ago. But what was he, what was he doing on NBC that he was a, a star in their stable? Oh, that's a good point because all of these he could he have been on one of like a procedural like some procedural that just has a bunch of like or some crappy sitcom where he's like the neighbor. Yeah. So I think I would know if he had starred in a sitcom. Yeah, let me see. Let's just look him up. IMDb. I should have done this before. Keep spelling Malcolm wrong, which I got to stop doing that. He's so cool. I would watch him in everything. Maybe, um, maybe we have an opportunity here. Let's see here. Uh, into the Into the Dark. I don't That's know. That's a Hulu that. thing, I think. Oh, okay. Um, play somebody named Derek. Um, Scripts Gone Wild, Batman 1966. That doesn't seem something that we're going after here. Do you see any... Well, there's a NBC there's an NBC shows? or there's a TV series called Timeless. Um, oh, preacher, he's in that show. We were just talking with someone about that the mm-hmm. other day. 
um, how it's like it's this very surreal. It's not. It's on FX, I think, or one of those kind of like edgier basic cable networks. Um, and it, Preacher's based on a comic book that's like it's you know sort of like the you know like the new era of comic books. I couldn't get into the show. It's very surreal, very uh, very violent. He's in The Boys. Which was that uh, Amazon Prime? Yeah, I watched thing. that. Who was he in that? I'm not sure. I never saw. Is that the one that's really dark? It's the superhero movie where it's really dark. Well, there's a, it's a series, and it's about a world in which superheroes are real, but they're also huge jerks. Mm-hmm. Yes. I can't think who he was in that. I think he might have been like a pretty small part. Are there two of those that fit the description though? Because you were you loved a TV show, but you told me like, but you got to really brace yourself because there's some real it's depravity. Ve- it's very violent. It yeah. is the boys. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So anyway, I don't know why he's in the and uh, or on the NBC list of stars to call for that. That's a really good question. But um, I'll tell you what, that is the opposite of a power out. Um, <laughs> but uh, well, I guess here's a power out. We'll add up all of his glasses and mustaches. He got four, five. That's nine. Uh, 11, 13, 16. So, 16. Know, that's 16. Hey, <laughs> congratulations. What should we do now? Check the uh, emails and emails. Let's do it. I had to stall for a second as I looked for the song. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. I believe this email came in on Saturday or Sunday because you and I were lounging around and it came in and I read it on my phone. I was very excited to read it. This comes from Brian in Tallahassee. I'm going through some old episodes of ATM and something caught my ear that I'd like to share on episode number 235. Wow, that's a lot. What are we on now? We're in like 240 two, something, 241, right? I think. Uh, the episode was called It's Stiller Time. You played a commercial for Dell Computers starring Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright, of course, uh, best known for his role on um, the the probably the Westworld robot one. at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, he's done a lot of work. I I would hesitate to say that's what he's best known for. It's oh, for, really? Well, he's he's just been around for a long time. He's yeah. done a lot of work. Okay, I know him as the Westworld guy. Um, also, a guy who works in a lab. Yes. By the way, another handsome lab guy. Um, let's see here. The thing I noticed was the music that plays underneath the spot has been used in another commercial as well. I'm going to play for you the Dell commercial first. This is the one where they're talking about the cloud, and the cloud is kind of manifested in reality while uh, Jeffrey Wright is going around talking. We see him actually being kind of consumed by a cloud, if I remember correctly. Here's the thing about managing multiple clouds for your business. Oh, oh. <laughs> When you've got public clouds and private clouds and hybrid clouds. He's bumping into stuff. Things can get a bit cloudy for you. But now, there's the Dell Technologies Cloud. Powered by VMware. A single hub for a consistent operating experience across all your clouds. That should clear things up. Okay, you got to hear that music pretty much. A little very tinkly. Yeah. Not in the forefront, but you can hear it pretty clearly. Now, as Brian points out, that's the same music that is in a commercial for Bounty Paper Towels. Take a listen to this. Is that for me? 
This is the one where you have a family and they're in a kitchen together and it's a really nice kitchen. Everything is clean and in its place and it looks like everybody in this house really respects each other and doesn't leave dishes in the sink. And it just looks like a fantasy. It's a beautiful... Just yep. a beautiful fantasy you've, kitchen. You've homed in on the exact point that this commercial is trying uh-huh. to make. And, um, and anyway, the dad is like pouring some fancy uh, juice drink uh, for his wife. And there's, yeah, it's interesting that they went with like a green juice, you know, yeah. to really signal like upper class, you know. Yes, exactly. Yeah. No and, pedestrian orange juice for these uh, one percenters and everything is very again everything is kind of uh, white in this commercial like the, you know everything is very clean and open spacey but there are some toys on the ground and the dad is going to step on one of these Lego type of toys as he's going to um, as he's going to serve this green juice to his wife who is wearing an all white business suit is that for me? The Quicker Picker Upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker and is two times more absorbent than the leading ordinary brand. <laughs> Bounty. The music's really in the clear on that one, so you can hear the music. And Brian says, that's the same song. I'm a musicologist, and I guess what sort of interests me about this is how different these two commercials are, but I think the music works oddly well in both of them. In the Dell commercial, it captures the whimsy and mystical nature of cloud computing in the bounding commercial the beginning part of the music sets up the mischievous nature of a child leaving his blocks on the floor and the musical resolution at the end coincides with the solving of the problem using bounty paper towels of course well you want to host this show man well said. I've noticed other examples of musical reuse like this and maybe can dig up other examples if you're interested. We are. I Yes, exactly. Please. This Honestly, is, Brian, we'll give you an associate producer credit. This is so cool. Credit. It's the kind of thing that I would never notice because my ear isn't attuned to that. You mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm, I, in the same way that I always notice if it's an actor I recognize uh, from something else, like that's where, that's how my brain works. Yeah. But I love the this idea that, that never... a musicologist is hearing it is, is just experiencing it in a totally different way and through a completely different lens. That's so cool, Brian. Thanks for noticing. Yeah. If you if we had played these back to back, I wouldn't have noticed. If I the think music I wouldn't have either. Like if we were just talking about some other theme. And it's also, um, you know, I've done some work or been, a, been involved with some work making videos and things for corporate and business purposes. And, and there's a whole, you know, category and class of music that's just like, T- music for tone right and you can buy it fairly cheap it's not like you go out and have someone um produce a, a whole original composition for an ad like that you probably go to uh, a bank of music of various little mm-hmm. you know songs that you pick one and it has the right tone and you like search for things that are like whimsical and bouncy and tinkly or whatever like adjectives you want to apply to your commercial to your vision yes almost like a stock photo like stock stock photos yeah Yeah, it's probably the there's probably a word for what that is maybe brian can tell us what that is yeah brian but if you can find more examples keep a list yeah yeah, we'll anybody any listeners we'd love to dedicate a show to that um okay earlier in the show genevieve you mentioned a cascade it'd be great to do who wore it better with that yeah uh, you mentioned a commercial for Cascade, the dish uh, detergent? Uh, dish detergent. Dish detergent. That doesn't seem right. Dish it, soap? Well, it is okay. right. I mean, both 
Both are correct. And this is one from the 80s. Uh, somebody had sent it in last week. It's um, from 1989. It's it's called Male Bonding Force. I believe it was Mason who sent it in. Oh, yeah. Good call. Um, and uh, and it's really hard to describe. You have these two guys, and they are in some sort of like a studio. Like I thought maybe like architects or... It's unclear if it's their shared workspace or their shared living space. It's just cool 80s men about town. Yes, and they're talking about how one of them had a date the night before, and then it, was it spotty glasses yes, that his, got him in trouble his with hot, his date? His perfect date was ruined because his uh, lady friend was scraping the the you know caked on dish detergent the powder dish detergent this is back in a day when we didn't have liquid like those liquid pellets you know like the tide pods Mm -hmm. but whatever they are for dishes um and she was scraping it off because it didn't fully rinse off that was a big thing in the 80s like there were so many dish detergent ads that were like you know won't leave spots i guess Mm -hmm. it was just like a scourge of spots it was a very spotty time certainly here i'll just play it for you morning how's last night oh that's right the audio on this is terrible okay the audio was real bad on that morning how's last night's intimate little dinner not good why just as i'm serving the most wonderful meal i see jessica scraping these gritty spots off her glass Uh uh-oh maybe that dishwashing stuff didn't dissolve Uh uh-oh why are you uh uh-oh Tonight, I'm serving the most wonderful meal to Susan. Uh-oh. Introducing new Cascade. Okay, like, get a fucking towel and just wipe them off then. Like, if you're like, uh-oh, I'm serving dinner to Susan. I'm going to have spots, too. You know they what just you look, can do? It's only one. It's only the two of you. Just make sure two glasses are yes. clean. It's not rocket science. Of science. course, to your point, will there just be two of them or four of them? Because <laughs> as this guy's getting ready for his date uh, this next night... You're not so, getting ready. He's on the date. Oh, that's right. The woman is already there. Yeah. And the other guy's like, want to make it a foursome. It, it dissolves better than ever for better spotlessness. Well, looks great. You want to make this a foursome? No. No, I don't. No. New no. Cascade dissolves No, you don't. For and also, also, where's the please, fourth? Please, who's the fourth? And you got to check with your lady if you're going to suddenly... Yeah. You can't call an audible on a foursome, no, my no. dude. Uh, so maybe it's a purple cow. Um <laughs> Cena's going to be pissed. <laughs> so Max in Brooklyn says, just a quick note about that very, very, very saucy Cascade ad from Mason. <laughs> Although I have no idea who those actors are, the whole setup feels like an homage or reference or straight up ripoff to the TV show 30-something. The show is about a group of yuppie friends in the 80s, and two of the main characters are ad men who work in an office eerily similar to that one in the ad. And again, it's see... Yeah, I can see advertising, architecture. Yeah, it's like a creative like, loft. Yeah, it's a creative loft, but it's not like an. It's not like he's actually painting in the first scene. Oh, he is. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Like on a on a um on an easel. Yeah, I mean, he really? all but has a beret on. Really, uh, weird side note. Uh, says Max, that show starred a white couple named Hope and Michael, which are my parents' names, and their lives were eerily similar. My dad worked in the ad business. My mom quit her paying job to take on motherhood as her full time job when my older sister was born. Thirty something was a juggernaut. Did you ever watch it? No, I, but I wouldn't be surprised to hear you did. I was just saying this on TBTL that like you had you had thirty something picket fences and they're pretty different. And what was the one in Alaska? Oh, uh, Northern Exposure. Northern Exposure. Oh. And I didn't watch any of them, but they all felt like the adult TV shows. Like as a kid, I'm like, why would I watch any of these adult TV shows? <laughs> I loved. I liked. I was a huge Northern Exposure fan. As was Lou, because you're the same person. <laughs> exactly. Um, Picket Fences. I liked. Picket Fences was a few clicks more towards normal from um, uh, uh, Twin Peaks. 
but it was not un. It was there was there's a straight really? line between them. Yeah, I mean, picket fences had like there's a darkness, a darkness to it, some surreal qualities. I don't know if there was like out and out supernaturalism, but there was like it was like eerie. Thirty mm-hmm. something had none of that, and and even Northern Exposure had a little bit of mysticalness to it. There was always like the Native American, which I bet if we walked went back, we would be mm. very cringe about. Um, but you know, it takes place in Alaska nominally and uh you know there was a, there was a certain amount of mysticism to northern exposure 30 something had none of that it was um it was what's the show that everybody cries out now with mandy moore oh uh i'm terrible at this us this is us. this is us hey look look, look at me look at you how many glasses and mustaches do i get <laughs> well um the uh, this is us is i think like the modern answer to 30 something mm-hmm. it's it's real and it's from the heart and it's about family and it makes you cry but it makes you laugh you know it makes and I you mean, love and it makes you love in the end isn't it really about loving 30 mm-hmm. something was more satirical or a little bit more funny i think and it was uh you know more about it, it was very much like the big chill oh, yeah. i think a lot of people would i think it was like if not inspired by Certainly informed by the big chill, and it's interesting because the boomers—that's the one where they all go to the house, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's a reunion, maybe even for a funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, now the the boomers wouldn't have been in their thirties in the eighties. Sure, they would have. Would they have been thirties? Yeah, they were. So okay, so because it feels like the most boomery show to me. It's the boomery. Okay, yeah, maybe my parents are on the older side of boomers. Then, I think they, they are. would have been in their forties then. Not to tell you their business but uh <laughs> anyway so that's interesting so um max is claiming that he's got a lawsuit against 30 something right for stealing his fa- parents thing. uh life although I, i've met max before and i'm sure that his his parents were probably kids when that show was out um I will, maybe that's who they were named for i will point out yeah good point i'll point out another uh another coincidence in the tv world like this that blew my mind when i realized it uh the name of the parents in the brady bunch were mike and carol and the name of the kids in growing pains were mike and carol what do you think of that max sorry that got weirdly aggressive yeah i don't know i don't know why but i think i gotta get out of here you can sell anything All right, no voicemails today, which I don't know. I want to blame the ad counselors, but maybe it is about us and yeah, what we're putting out there. It's probably us. Are we too desperate? <laughs> hey, listen, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give out a phone number right now. If you guys feel like calling, call. Yeah. Hey, if you want to leave a jingle, do it. I don't care. I'm not sitting around waiting for your phone yeah, calls. we're not checking it obsessively every I day. No, do it or don't. It's all the same to me. It's 607 444 Five five nine seven again. That was real good. chill. That was Just good. Real chill. Six zero seven four 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 five five. Nine seven, and that then seemed a, really cool. Thanks, I appreciate it. And just a little <laughs> bit cranky. Um, and then we have a, a Facebook group, right, Genevieve? We have the Facebook group. Uh, it's really great there. We uh, we love seeing the conversations and uh, checking in there with you guys. Uh, and welcome to our new members. And we have an email address at after these messages show at Gmail. That's right. We have an email address now too. <laughs> That's right. It I mean, is. The 90s. It is pretty much the 90s over here. So, okay, everybody, thank you so much. We will talk to you guys next Tuesday. Oh, 
Dog dip is he's once again back again with the caravan of Manzas from Pakistan. Karachi Posse's Aki's Poppy. Uh, Red Octagon's couldn't stop.